Uh, okay, guys. So uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, tonight is the inaugural episode of a new Flophouse thing that I am calling Missed That Movie. That's right. We are going to be talking about a movie that we have uh, missed for whatever reason for the podcast. Okay. Uh, and in this case, I've taken it upon myself to watch that movie. And I will now describe this movie. Uh, you can ask for further information if it will help you make the final decision at the end of this episode where you have to decide either A, you're glad we missed this movie, B, maybe we should have watched this movie for the podcast, or uh-huh. C, fuck that, I'm going to watch that movie tonight. Okay, wow. I think, so. so let's call it glad to miss that movie, sad to miss that movie, or mm-hmm. had to unmiss that movie. Okay. I had to unmiss that. Yep. Just to get a little that's bit of the, rhyming in there. Yeah, that's guys, the kind I of punch-up I, I was this, looking for. This premise arrives fully formed, I think. I am uh, yep, <laughs> like that excited. Right out of Stu's head. Yeah. Ju- it, it's ju- leaped from Stu's head, fully formed, just like his cat. Now, uh, as, uh, as I was explaining before we started recording, theme. I'm going yeah. to start... Uh, I'm going to start explaining this bit, and if you guys interrupt me, I'll be furious. <laughs> uh, that's kind of not the opposite of... I mean, that is the opposite of what you said. You said we can interrupt a lot, but... Stu, so, first, I want to, first, before you get into the movie, I want to thank you for your service in watching uh, this film uh, uh-huh. and your off time, your non-flop time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was just a civilian watching this movie, guys. Yeah. <laughs> if there was yeah, a crime being committed, I couldn't be like, stop, I'm an official podcaster. <laughs> No, this is the uh, this is the articles that say like an off-duty podcaster watched a bad movie the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm like just you know just doing my citizen's job, uh, ma'am and fellows. Uh, okay, so uh, the movie in question is a movie called Rusty a Dog's Tale from 1998. I'm guessing we missed it because it came out in 1998. Mm-hmm. Yes, if we had uh, now, been doing the podcast 21 years ago or 22 years ago, I guess perhaps we would have. Now. Uh, what kind of punctuation is used in this title? There's only one colon, and okay. it's, at, it's at the end of Rusty, just like so not, Rusty the dog. Rusty yeah. colon, a dog's colon tail. That's yeah. not it? Yeah. No, usually there is a colon near the tail, though. Um, now, Stu, you've already fallen into my first trap. Uh-huh. I believe there's probably an apostrophe in dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And that counts as punctuation. <laughs> it does okay, count, true. yep. Oh, you got me. Uh, so, yeah, I guess kids' court, So that's away one I point go. on the board for me. Ding! Okay. <laughs> yep. We'll tally those up at the end of the Still game. Still unclear about the point system, but I'll continue to play. <laughs> <laughs> now, I actually watched this movie twice. The first time I watched recently... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the first time I watched it recently on a Twitch stream with my uh, with friend of the podcast, Alex Smith, for mm. his Twitch show, Big Howl and Possum. Uh, but let, let's just get right into this movie. Now, normally you would look at a movie with just a single written IMDb review that is 10 out of 10, featured plenty of animals and family too. 10 out of 10, you're <laughs> like, that's probably a good movie. And yes, Right off the bat, I'm going to have to explain. I mean, that, ca- ta- that would count as 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, right? That's 100%. That's One that's, review uh, for 10 out of 10, that's 100%. I mean, Dan, you're the expert, but that's certified fresh, right? 
Sort of fried fresh? It's sort of fried green tomatoes. <laughs> I was thinking about fried green tomatoes. Yeah, you took uh, yeah, that's you took you took a Serta PD Serta mattress, you fried yep. it up and you served it fresh. <laughs> yeah. See in the apocalypse when we have to we have to fry our rat burgers on top of the burning Serta mattresses that we've yeah. stolen out of the husks of buildings. Um so I have to explain that uh the uh, first thing you have to understand is that this is a talking animal movie. Mm-hmm. All the animals in this movie have their mouths digitally manipulated, or possibly they could be very talented dog actors. Okay, so what's the quality uh, of this? Is this like, you know, your high-quality babe manipulations? No. Or is this a talking cat, sort of like the mouth opens and you're into a black void kind of look? Oh, that's a tough one. I would say it's probably in the middle there. Okay. <laughs> Because it doesn't look like somebody just like cut a triangle out of the film. Yeah, <laughs> to, sure. To simulate and, and, and a mouth. Does it look like the animals are trying to get peanut butter off of their teeth, or does it look like the, Are they sh- making the shapes of syllable sounds with their mouths? They they are shaping some syllables with their mouths. It depends on the animal, of course. Like mm-hmm. okay. uh, the the raccoon, it looks like his tongue's going all over the place. Uh, it's very <laughs> dirty. Um, now, the other thing you have to understand is that this movie has an all-star cast. That's right. Hal Holbrook, Rue McClanahan, Lorraine wow. Newman, Charles Fleischer. That is Roger fucking Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, and the <laughs> Rod- Rodney Dangerfield, Dogney Rogerfield himself, Bob Cat no, Goldplate, also an animal. That's not a dog version of his name, Stuart. <laughs> Hold on. There's already a perfectly good dog version of Rodney Dangerfield's name, Rover Dangerfield, which is the subject of its own film. It's not Dogney Roger Dog? It's not Dogney Roger Dog? You think they didn't say Rover Dogney Feld because it sounded too much like Carl Lagerfeld? Guys, my guess that's is why? that they're, yeah. yeah, it's probably why. I assume that's probably why, and they didn't want to get the wrong audience. I mean, the only other thing I can imagine is that Rodney Dangerfield had such a low name recognition among children already that they didn't want to make it even harder for people to understand who this they is supposed compl- to be. Complicate the pun. And at, at this point, you're probably like, that's all the stars this movie could possibly have. Mm-hmm. have. Oh, yeah. And you're totally wrong at this point because Patrick Duffy's in it, Suzanne oh, wow. Summers, Dougie wow, Doug. It's a step by step reunion. Yep, and they and they play a married couple. Now, granted, they are a married couple of dogs, but still. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And in a, in a strange twist, Bobcat Goldthwait does not play a bobcat. Nope, he does the voice for Jet the Turtle. Now, you uh, mentioned also, Dougie Doug. Does Dougie Doug do the voice of a of a dog? No, he does Turbo the Turtle. Uh, Doug, wait, who does? Dougie Doug. Oh, so him and Bobcat are both turtles. Yeah, they're a pair of turtles. They're kind of okay. like the Greek chorus of the movie. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And and in a credited uh, in a accredited performance, Vincent Chavelli is in this movie as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, okay. So ghost who can oh, move things himself. Exactly, Dan. Um, so <laughs> one and like the same. Enthusiasm. Not not the like, other Vincent Chavelli. You're like at this point. You're like okay. So the players are all assembled. Give me a setting, Stuart. <laughs> okay. So this movie takes place in and around a ranch owned by the Callahans, an elderly couple, of course, Hal Holbrook and Rue McClanahan, and maintained by them and their grandchildren, a pair of orphans, Jory and Tess, in. California, Florida, Arizona, one of those things. Could be one of those Florida ranches, yeah. Yeah. Now, the movie takes place over a couple of New days. New York City, it begins on, could be in yeah, Alaska, yep. 
could uh, be. I mean, I mean, based on based on uh, you know the mountains in the background, it's probably not New York City. No, um, maybe Washington DC. Began- uh, New York does have mountains in the background. Example A. Rumble in mm-hmm. the Bronx. <laughs> yep. Yep, you keep bringing that up. I don't know why I agreed to, agreed to it the first time, and now you always have that in your back pocket. So the movie takes place over a couple of days. The movie begins on Jory's birthday. Yep, one of the orphans. Now, conflict is introduced. That's right. When Bart and Bertha... Uh, Our pa- old friend, a- Conflict, <laughs> it rears his head in this drama. <laughs> Bart and Bertha are trying to run a scheme. They're uh, di- related in some way to Jory and Tess. Now, who plays they... Bart and Bertha? That's uh, Charles Fleischer and Lorraine Newman. Oh, okay, great. So they're kind of wacky. They are as wacky as... So they are played like as if the Disney Channel was trying to make a remake of the movie Blood Simple... <laughs> but using the cast, crew, and p- production value and locations of Disney's Hey Dude television show. Mm, was, was Hey Dude a Disney show that was on That's Nickelodeon? That is, that or, is, it was Nickelodeon. It doesn't. Okay. It all blends together now. Stuart, but maybe I think Disney that was goes, doing it. That goes near to the top of my list of explanations <laughs> that just made me more confused. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is where you and I part ways, Dan, because it could not be clearer to okay. me. <laughs> yeah. So Bart and Bertha are trying to run a scheme, you know, that's what they do, uh, where they can find a way to adopt these two orphans because the orphans have trust funds and they're expecting some big inheritance. And while Boyd and Edna, that is the Callahans, uh, they might lose their ranch if they can't make their monthly bank payment at the end of the month, okay? So we have a ticking clock here. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, the orphans are being fostered, or these are their grandparents? They're, it's their grandparents. Okay. And they're and they're somehow related to Bart and Bertha. I think they mentioned that they're cousins at one point, and then they give them $10 to leave. And are Bart and Bertha, are they a couple? Are they married, or are they... I'm assuming uh, they... There's a chance that they're uh, they're like brother and sister or something. There's at no point do they express any kind of romantic interest in each other, mm-hmm. so I don't know. But then they could also have been together for a long time, and after a while, you know, romantic interest can kind of like wane a little bit. Oh yeah, those embers uh, cool, but it's a different. Instead of the heat of passion, it's the warmth of affection. Yeah, that like it's the warmth of like a homely hearth. <laughs> homely hearth rather than like rather than a raging bonfire <laughs> yeah. yeah an unattractive well, hearth yeah okay. as opposed to one of those those uh, outside the home hearths that's just yeah. like tempting you mm-hmm. you know so let's introduce ourselves to the animals now uh the their ranch is filled with all your typical uh farm animals you have uh our hero is rusty the dog he's a little beagle and he has uh, he lives in the barn with his mother and father and their litter of puppies. Uh, there's chickens. There's these two turtles that I mentioned before. There's a pair of ducks uh, who are always <laughs> fighting over who gets to sit on an egg. And then your classic farm animal, an elephant. Now, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, now, hold I, just on. a clar- wait, clarity yes. for the egg thing. Are they fighting? Uh-huh. Is That's the what fight, you want clarity about, Dan? Is the fight that they that one of the, that they want to sit on the egg, or they're trying to get the other person to sit on the egg? They each want to sit on the egg, okay. and it's, it's uh, I think it to each of them, the egg is both a status symbol and it's a last final thing that they can grasp onto as some kind of connection to their, uh, right. to maybe their, because they're, I don't know. Because my, uh, I mean, this says something about, you know, my fitness to be a parent of any kind, but I would be arguing to, to not sit on the egg. I, that would be my position. 
like please don't make me sit on the egg there you know there's feed and and bread that i want to go eat elsewhere well i i have two i have two i have two possible explanations to this one this mm-hmm. is a classic king solomon's duck scenario in yeah. which both ducks are claiming the same egg and the only way to prove who's the real parent is to threaten to cut the egg in two mm. and scramble that yolk number two now i don't know if there are any specifically uh Anal erogenous zones for a duck, but perhaps sitting on the egg provides a certain yeah, yeah. amount of pleasurable pressure sure. in sure. areas that ducks like to have touched. I don't sure. know. I have not experimented that much with the backsides of ducks. Maybe in the future. <laughs> yeah. Now, Stay tuned, Stuart, guys. You, you, this, the part that Dan, I think I, it's I, that's covered in an article in Play Duck Magazine, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But of course, well, because well, I mean, in 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 the in duck world, it's just taken for granted that that's where you would. Yeah. Where you would be attracted. Yeah. Now, uh, if I can uh, <laughs> ask the yeah. question that I thought Dan uh-huh, was going to sure. ask, yeah. why yeah. do they have an elephant on their farm? Okay. It's never explained, although later on, the elephant Ellie, uh, who can talk, uh, plays baseball with the kids. So, and, now, and who does the voice of the elephant? Jane Singer, who also did the voice for Koo the Pigeon. No kidding. Uh, okay. So, uh, the only animals, once again, I mentioned the animals talk, all of them oh, talk. Okay. So, except Jane, for Jane Singer, it appears, is a mostly a voice... Uh, actor, a, a number of different video games yeah. on her IMDb. Right. I will say, uh, if if you know aficionados of uh, animal voiceover, if you were wondering whether Frank Welker is in this movie, he is in this movie as Boss <laughs> oh, Duck. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, he's the Boss uh, Duck. Okay, so this is a Frank Something- Welker joint. Something I want to I want to point out about uh, Jane Singer's IMDb is that her most recent credit is from a video game called or. Perhaps a cartoon, a uh-huh. cartoon called Marvel Superhero Adventures Frost Fight, in which she mm-hmm. voices Mrs. Claus. Now, as far as I knew, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus were not officially part of the Marvel Universe canon, but apparently they are yeah. here. So I guess uh, look forward to a new Santa Claus comic from Marvel. Uh, yeah, Dan, do you have any opinions on the whether or not Santa Claus is part of the Marvel Universe? Well, I do think that, I mean, I believe that I've seen him in Marvel Comics before. It's, uh, I mean, not that. Uh, I mean, usually though, it's like the rhino dressed up for a heist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know yeah, whether it's, these it's are mastermind. like what if stories or like outside of canon or whatever. But I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen at least a story where some like some hero helps <laughs> uh, save Christmas and that involves that would Santa be, Claus. It'd be great if there there was a what if issue that was what if Santa Claus was real and the watcher just opens it up and is like, look everybody, sometimes I get lazy. <laughs> because because Santa Claus, I'll just say, Santa Claus does have amazing powers. He can squeeze through any small opening. He can travel at close to light speed. He's like the silver surfer that way because he goes around mm-hmm. the whole earth living presence in one day. And oh, he's yeah. an anti-Semite, which is a powerful power. <laughs> oh, wow. So, no. I don't. Uh, you're right. The, you're right. He's I, a, I don't. He, he dislikes all. He dislikes all non-Christians. I shouldn't okay, have just singled yeah. out well, Jewish people. All right. <laughs> uh, now, if you were wondering, yes, this movie is absolutely brick-walled with constant singing, scat, goofy music, farts, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are ever bored for a moment, you will not be bored in a second later because there will be a new song or a new person <laughs> talking as an animal. Um, now, I'm just going to so, say, with that many animals on set, I would expect a lot of scat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so, 
So after a perfunctory birthday party, we uh, the kids go to the fair where Bart and Bertha are dressed as clowns and they attempt a minor crime of, of taking a wallet they just find. Uh, and that crime is foiled by Rusty and that causes mild havoc at the fair and Bart and Bertha lose their job, putting them in a kind of desperate position where they don't have enough money to buy lunch. So of course they come up with a new scheme where they are approached by a wealthy man and they decide they're going to steal some puppies to sell. Now, while the kids are playing baseball with the elephant, Bart and Bertha then sneak onto the ranch and steal the puppies in order to cut off the old people's source of income. Oh, no. Wait, guys, if I want to issue a late correction for something I said earlier. I got, mm-hmm. uh, I got the voice, I got uh, Charles Fleischer, the voice of uh-huh. Roger Rabbit, mixed up uh-huh. with... John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. I think I mentioned. I think oh, okay. I credited him as the Crypt Keeper earlier. That I just got them mixed up. Yeah, so everybody. I, if you if you were writing your angry letters, find something mm-hmm. else to write it about. But yeah. I have I've also made this organizing some before. like pun based correction. And I don't. Know. I don't know why for some reason they're associated. I mean, it's similar. The voices are a little similar in some ways, but mm-hmm. uh, and Charles Fleischer was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and I th- and one of the movies. But not Maybe that's the where the uh, the confusion comes from. But so okay, so Stuart. Uh, long story short, they they're they, everyone's in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they steal these puppies. They of course take the littlest puppy and just leave it in the middle of a field to die. It's very strange. Rusty oh. then goes on a quest to save his brothers and sisters. All and uh, along the way, he meets some new animal friends. He saves his little sister from an alligator. He has a dream journey where he remembers his life from birth up through the events of the movie. He drinks some cow's milk. He hitches a ride from a cool, beheaded skateboarding dog named Rebel before eventually just going home to get reinforcements. Uh, any questions up to this point? Wait, so okay, I no, you I think know, that was a pretty. I mean, you you painted a real word picture for us. Yeah. Now, I mean, the basics of this movie are still. Uh, confusing to me, mostly because uh, a combination of constant derailing uh, by both of us and mm-hmm. uh, just my general lack of comprehension of things. Now, Bart and Bertha, they're animals. No, yes. they're human Dan, beings. They're human Dan, beings. Dan, so they, are they, they're sort they're of the two, Cruella's Deville of the, of, the, of the film? I would then? describe them as desperate schemers. Okay. And so the they're major... And perhaps, and perhaps desperate dreamers. The major mm-hmm. conflict is that uh, the people who own the puppy farm are uh, yep. having their puppies stolen by these schemers yep. because uh, the schemers don't it. have money. Is that what's happening? Uh, uh-huh, yep. And yeah. and the old people don't have money either It's a dr- okay. because they're about to lose their, their puppy farm. So Rusty, now, was, he, was he stolen and he's coming back like an incredible journey? No, Rusty is trying to rescue the puppies okay. all on his own initially, and then he realizes, right. you know, he's he is only as strong. A single fist isn't strong enough, but many fists raised in anger. Now that can do it. So he gets all the oh, ang- animals together so wait, to save the puppies. <laughs> remind remind me to talk to you guys about uh, the director of this movie, according to IMDb, Shuki Levy or Levy, who is mostly a composer and composed, among other things, the theme songs for Inspector Gadget. He-Man, the 90s X-Men animated series, lots oh, wow. of things, and was a very, very big part of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mm. Yeah, because this, uh, this is Saban Entertainment. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he was yeah. a big Saban Entertainment guy. Yeah. 
Um, so all the animals go to save the puppies. Now, at this point, you're probably saying, there's a lot of animal action. What are the humans up to? And I'm going to tell you, not much. The kids are occasionally, like, <laughs> talking about how they, like, why do Bart and Bertha want them to be adopted? Uh, what's uh, What it's like to be an orphan, etc. Like, why are animals great? Um, so... Bart and Bertha leave their uh, their very overly decorated shack to sell one of the puppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animals arrive, and the elephant destroys their home. Uh, Bart and Bertha are on the run from the last pup, and all the animals team up using their unique talents, whether it's being scary-looking or being able to shit on a van and uh, and upend it and have it drive <laughs> <laughs> fall I, down a cliff. I mean, wait, 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 hold a, on. An ability wait, that who, any animal would have? Like, I don't feel like that's a specialized <laughs> ability to shit on. I a mean, van. I think it's a, I think it's a targeting ability. <laughs> okay, I mean, like, I mean, Stuart, I could shit on a van if that's what you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's time for you to put some money where your mouth is. I mean, picture it didn't happen, Dan. I'm gonna need pictures or video of this. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. so which. That's what your TikTok account is all based on, right? <laughs> when you realize you couldn't do those synchronized dances, you're just taking shit. <laughs> yeah, but set to huge to huge hit tunes. Yeah. All right. No one wants uh, to hear so, this. But Stuart, whose whose power is whose? Which what are the animals? Which animals have different talents? Well, the uh, the, like, the what elephant do the turtles is. Do? The turtles mainly spend the movie trying to travel from one area to the next area. But every like the action passes them by, and then they have to turn around and make mm. it, uh, oh, you boy. know, slowly. Yeah. Okay. What uh, about the el- so? What's the elephant's talent? Is that the shitting one? Well, no. The elephant destroys their home and then chases their VW bus uh, or VW ba- van uh, around. The raccoon jumps onto yeah. Ratchet. The raccoon jumps and scares them. Uh, the snake, whose name I forget, who is constantly talking about wanting to bite humans. It's an albino boa constrictor, dude. It's a beautiful creature. And, the, uh, and that's not even is, a biting snake, though. That's yeah. a constrictor. No. I mean, they bite. Yeah, it's not a venomous snake. But, I mean, it bites at some point. It I has mean, to latch love, on before wrapping its coils around you. I mean, maybe love bites. Maybe, like, in the throes of passion. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, so, of course, at this point, uh, the animals team up. They destroy the Barton Bertha's last remaining possession, their van. Uh, and they save the little puppy. Barton Bertha go to jail. The puppy gets sold. Everybody's happy. The end. So, guys, here's the all-important question. Uh, you have to decide... Are you glad we missed it? Sad we missed it? Or what was the third one? Or uh, had gotta, to unmiss it. Yeah, had to unmiss it. Had to unmiss it. Yeah, gotta unmiss it. Are you sad to miss it? Glad you missed it. Or gotta unmiss it. <laughs> so, Stu, I have a question for you. I think Are that there fits any... more into our sort of vibe as a podcast, Elliot. <laughs> the <laughs> lack of consistency. <laughs> now, Stuart, uh, are there any sequences or scenes that really stick out to you as being particularly memorable because i feel like any any movie no matter how great could be described in a way where you don't want to see it like for instance a movie like uh what's the greatest movie you can think of um the abyss um, exactly the, the abyss yeah the and abyss, so it's like yeah. oh they're underwater and there's like a big water snake and it has a face at the end of it and everyone's mm-hmm. like oh we're underwater mm-hmm. what's going on like that doesn't make mm-hmm. me want to see the abyss but okay, so you're saying you're giving me one final chance to kind of sell this movie to you. Yeah. Okay. I'm in the. Okay. Let's play role play. We're in the video store. It's 1998. Okay. 
You okay. are working at the video store, and uh, the uh-huh. girl of your dreams, because you're a teenager, the girl of your okay. dreams is going to give you a big kiss, a big smackaroonie mm-hmm. on the lips. Uh, it's, get... it's 1998, right? So that would be, yes. what, like Kathy Ireland or something? <laughs> yeah, Kathy Ireland is going to give you a big smackaroonie if uh-huh. you can convince me to rent Rusty a dog's tail. You can't lie to me. Okay. You can't tell Pressure's me things that on. are not true about it. Yeah. So what's Pressure's the, on. What's... Star of Necessary Roughness might give me a smoocheroonie. So let's see. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'd call it the Star yeah, of Necessary Scott Roughness. Scott more of the... Or Sinbad. Like, those are kind of the, the bigger marquee names <laughs> of Necessary Roughness. I but, don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that, football with the, that football with the horns and the hat and the sunglasses that's is kind of the biggest That's not even a character star. in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the most disappointing thing about the movie is that that guy never shows up, which is too bad because yeah. he's got star part written all, breakout character written all over him like him and spuds mckenzie that was you're a- certainly speaking to the person who was the when he would when i was a kid growing up every time i'd watch the super bowl i was most excited for the animation of the bud bowl <laughs> <laughs> you know between that movie and major league it was real it was a real renaissance for sort of b minus level <laughs> ragtag ragtag uh, loser ragtab. sports yep. comedies I- Guys, I feel like heard Major any- League is at least one step above necessary. <laughs> no, I know this yeah. is definitely. I was just no, aver- no, but I, thought, I was aver- averaging the scores out. Uh, I thought you were saying Stuart. it was gonna. I thought you were saying it was a golden time for sports ball related mascots <laughs> that aren't actually in the movie because Major League has that baseball with the sunglasses and the mohawk, right? Wait, he wasn't in the movie. Not oh, in the movie. that was I mean, Charlie Sheen. He's sort of a Charlie yeah, Sheen I, avatar. That ball, but now, I, but, yeah. uh, not the same, Dan. That poster promised me a talking baseball that was super cool and had rad attitude. Yeah, you're hoping that when he was got, when Charlie Sheen got up on the mound to pitch, that like the ball would appear over his shoulder like his persona or his stand or something. Yeah, exactly, and it, or like it would be on his shoulder like a like a little helper that's like, yeah, throw a fastball now, Chaz. But uh, or like a why wasn't there a hockey movie where there's like a puck that had like a Hawaiian shirt and like a puka shell necklace why wasn't there a basketball movie I mean that's because uh, Slapshot bas- had already been made right uh, yeah. yeah right and you can't do another hockey movie uh, <laughs> Mighty Ducks D2 D3 Stuart you're roasted so or, what about or, one where it's Goon like, uh, or the sequel <laughs> yeah it's like uh, or yeah Slapshot 2 slapping it or what if it, there was one where there was like a golf ball with like bifocals and dentures uh-huh. or one where there's like a basketball and the basketball has like a pith helmet and also a welder's mm-hmm. mask because it doesn't really know what its thing is yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like it. It's also very hard to tell it's a basketball behind that welder's mask. So, okay. Kathy Ireland, she's like, <laughs> sure, Stu. Yeah, she's yeah like, back Stu, in the video store. Okay. <laughs> I want to kiss you, but I can only do it if you can convince this guy to, to rent Rusty a dog's tail. My, what part of the movie do you tell my, me about that really like brings it home? My magnetized name tag is slightly askew. My family video polo just doesn't fit right. <laughs> uh, and my pitch is this. There is a scene in the movie where Bert is talking to a guy in a white suit and a white like Panama Jack hat. And the... The man's explaining how he would like to buy a puppy, and Charles Fleischer looks at him. Yep, Charles hmm. Fleischer, a.k.a. Bert, looks him dead in the eye, and he goes, Puppies? Like baby dogs? And the man says, yes, like baby dogs. That's And that at that point, that's when you know it's the right movie for you. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, no. Fun. It's a funny joke. I mean, like, I don't know if that alone sells it to me. No, Here's a question. I think I'm... It's 1998, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, my hand is reaching towards that copy of Lawnmower Man. 
Yeah. So, but Dan, what you're are you saying? You're not going to be disappointed. Uh, I, my question. <laughs> well, I mean, is, my, ex- my expectations are very low. Yeah, so, yeah. So. Uh, my question is, how does the cast acquit itself? Because you know, it's a galaxy of stars, as you said, and I say that only semi-ironically because the, while none of these are huge names, let's say, I look down mm-hmm. the list and there's no one I uh, am unhappy to see. Like the closest it comes to that is, I have no particular feelings about Patrick Duffy one way or another. But uh, how does the oh, cast wow. acquit itself in this film? I mean, yeah, I want to. And after you answer that, Stuart, I have a repu- I have a rebuttal to something that Dan just said. Okay, is it Patrick Duffy related? <laughs> no, it is. It's saying that there are no big stars in the cast, a okay. cast that includes Rue McClanahan, a Golden yeah. Girl. Okay, but yeah. Stuart, continue. So I was going to say, all the human actors do a very good job, but I would say some of the animal actors leave a little bit to be desired. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, Rusty the dog. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, I would take a bullet for Rebel the dog who wears a hat and rides around on a skateboard. Wait, who did the Rusty voice? Is it just Matthew a dog? Lawrence? It says Matthew Lawrence. Who's that? That I don't know. Is the man? youngest? Oh, he's the middle brother of uh, Joey Lawrence. So Joey Lawrence is the oh, oldest. Okay. Matthew Lawrence is the middle. Was it Mrs. Doubtfire, it looks like? He was okay. on Boy Meets World, played the part of Billy yeah. in The Hot Chick. Oh, was, okay. of course, yeah. in the show Brotherly Love, because that was the show with all the Lawrence brothers. Yeah, all right, all right, all so, right. So you guys have asked me a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, are you glad we missed it, sad we missed it, or oh boy, had to not miss it, I'm watching it now? You know... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say, I, I can't go so far as to say that I'm going to go run out and watch Rusty a Dog's Tale now, but mm-hmm. I will say that you had a lot more joy and verve recounting this to me than I feel from a lot of Flophouse movies that we watch, so I'm going to say that I'm I'm sorry, I'm sad we missed it, I okay, guess is the cool. correct. We got a sad we miss it, Elliot. I'm going to say, to be honest, a glad we missed it but uh-huh. i because it's not like i regret not watching it mm-hmm. and i don't have to watch it i'm not gonna go watch it i don't have to unmiss it i don't know but you have you have kids and they probably like looking at animals do stuff they do yeah. like looking at animals i mean we did recently watch babe with my two children and the younger one especially just liked pointing out which animals were on screen as they appeared on screen just going horse uh-huh. pig sheep horse that child dog. would have a Field day with Rusty <laughs> colon a dog's tail. I can also get the same effect from just looking at a book of animal pictures with mm-hmm. him. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. So do those I think, pictures uh, sing, Elliot? <laughs> no, that's a good point. Uh, I think Stuart. Uh, I I think I'm so glad that you told us about this movie. I appreciate you watching it. I think I enjoyed hearing about it more than I would watching it. So yep. I'm going to have to tell you, I'm sorry, but you will not be receiving the kiss from Kathy Ireland this time. Oh. okay uh this has been the flophouse presents missed that movie i've been Stuart wellington i've been tan mccoy i'm elliot kalen i can't wait till the next Stuart report dan are you gonna take on any any missed that movie reports yeah he has to do the next one i i you know what Stuart? you know i don't know whether we're off air or still being uh taped uh or broadcast out to the world but i love this new format I uh, would have so much fun 
doing a a report for you two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, That'd be that's great. the plan. Hey, Jordan, can you cut that moment of genuine joy from Dan? <laughs> Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a brand new podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! MaxFun is running a survey to help figure out what advertisers might be a good fit for uh, the, sh- the show's audiences. Uh, we are still primarily audience-supported, which will always be the case, but uh, advertising is a helpful source of, uh, of income to both our podcast and the network as a whole, especially now in a more uncertain time. Um, and the results of the survey will help us uh, talk to new advertisers, convince them hey maybe you want to put your ads on max fun shows the it's a short survey it shouldn't take more than 10 minutes and you will get a discount at the max fun store if you fill it out in addition to our gratitude so you can go to maximumfun.org slash ad survey all one word ad survey to fill that out